to another episode of the Brown Film Folk Podcast. Today, we have with us Solochina, an Atlanta native who's worked as a co-director, video producer, talent manager, and casting agent in Tollywood for over six years. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that we talked to people that were that grew up here or like grew up in India and they came here, but this is a reversal where she grew up here and then went to India to pursue her dreams. So I think it'd be an interesting take to talk about her journey in India and how she battled to even take that step to like leave this country and go to India and pursue her dreams, not knowing or not knowing the culture as much as growing up here, you know? As, as much as a native would. Yeah, I think yeah. that's cool because I moved to Atlanta because it was so hard to break into the um, Indian film industry while I was there. And for her to do it vice versa is incredible. Um, yeah. Also for our listeners, so that they're aware, Tollywood is the Telugu film industry. Uh, Telugu being one of the, what, 100 languages? 100 many, many. <laughs> yes, yes, that's spoken in India. So, because I feel like every time I tell someone I'm from India, they have this idea that Bollywood is the only thing like only source of entertainment available in India and I'm like no there's Kaliwood there's Tollywood there's 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 just so much and I feel like every um every stream of film uh that comes out of India has like its own way of um working and I think it's gonna be cool to hear from her about what it's like to work behind the camera in Mm -hmm. India it's very different from Hollywood. I bet. And she also worked with very well-known Tollywood um, people, like the director, Shaker Kamala, who worked in Fida and Happy Days, which was very, very popular back in the day, like in 2011. And also, we just found out recently that she is uh, ex-manager of Rana, who acted in Bahubali, the famous movie. So it would be an interesting take to just get her perspective with the well-known artist in Tollywood. Yeah, I mean, Rana Dagabati. Like, like yeah. you, I love that you just start, that when you said she was like just um, a manager for Rana and autom- I think when you told me this, I automatically knew who it was. I didn't even need a last name. Right. I was, <laughs> everyone knows who Rana Dagabati is. And well, just to like manage his... She's a manager. She, she had to like manage the schedule and the hectic lifestyle. We can get to learn a lot about how actors in India go to about their day-to-day life. Yeah, I'm most excited to ask her about her experience as an AD because mm-hmm. I am currently working on like, you know, breaking down a schedule for a feature film and I'm losing my mind. <laughs> so, so as an AD, I, I'm... I want to know how she goes about doing this because there are so many elements that you need to take into consideration from like film permits to actors availability to the weather that day and what could possibly like you know mess it up of course India is probably easier uh when it comes to like the wet the weather whole weather situation because I know like filming in Georgia is so hard because it's Atlanta's weather is so temperamental like <laughs> like I feel like one day it's like 80 degrees and the next day it's like 42 and snowing mm-hmm. so yeah like, even like as an actor I remember a couple of years ago it was 
during the rainy season and the availability date changed often based on the weather they were like I'm sorry it's raining that day you can't we can't do this that day and I was like I'm cool just do you, you guys but I can't imagine as an AD like changing and contacting everyone on the schedule for that day is just it's a lot because like not only do you have to like figure out everyone's availability again then you have to like figure out I guess like equipment availability location mm-hmm. Um, and then continuity for like script purposes. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. It that's, takes a village. It really, for, it really yeah. does. And that's why, that's why I love that. Like, you know, people in, in the film community are so tight knit because you've been to hell and back together. So that that's family now. That's true. Like everyone's seen the worst in film sets. Yes. <laughs> and you, you honestly end up spending more time with your colleagues than you do with your family because the the whole idea of a nine to five eight hour does not exist um okay well Solochina is here so yes get started hi Solochina hi sorry hi <laughs> hi nice to meet you nice to meet you too we're so excited to have you here yes thank yeah. you for being here I'm Natasha hi. Nice to meet you, Natasha. I'm Ramika. I know we like texted often, but we never actually virtually met. Yes. And today we found it today that we're related. So yes. I feel wow. like my mom mentioned it before, but I just never connected the dots until today. She was like, oh yeah, like Pushpanti said someone in Fidda and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I never connected the dots until I mentioned the name today. And she was like, I think I already told you this. And I was like, Oh my god, what a small world. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Both of us in Atlanta too. That's crazy. That's such a small, I know. small world. But now that we know, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Nat- Natasha, are we do we happen to have any relations by any chance as well? <laughs> we might. We just might. Um I, I'm from Chennai. So I if oh. you have anyone there, I probably know them. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I lived in Chennai for many years. So yeah, I'm very familiar. Yeah. Which part? I lived in uh, Manapakam. It's like uh, near Porur. Okay, yeah. Very far. I'm I'm yeah. Born and raised in Gandhinagar. So <laughs> Gandhinagar. Okay, okay. Yeah, see that's how far apart they are. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But love Chennai. Know. Amazing city. Amazing city. If, um, yeah. Yes, that's right. Chennai is the best. Oh, damn. <laughs> I, so like for Christmas, my roommate got me this t-shirt that says straight out of Chennai. Mm-hmm, and nice. um, I wore it to work once. And my boss, um, he's he's like this British American guy. And he looks at my shirt and goes straight out of Chennai. Perfect. Was, exactly. And he was like, what does that mean? And I was like, it's the name of my city. He's like, oh, that makes so much more sense. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but yes. Oh my gosh. I, I rep Chennai so hard while I'm here. Like I have the whole like Chennai Super Kings mug, the t-shirt. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. You're true nice. Madrasi then. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I, yeah, I love the city. It has a beach. It has everything, you know very very uh, internationally cultured as well it's great yes. really really hot though burning yeah, hot I was about to say <laughs> I remember going to Chennai when I was I was younger and it was just hot I was just there for a day and I don't think I could survive it 
Yeah, oh, it's but... so beautiful. The, like, like, like Solosha said, like, it's got the beach and that's mm-hmm. so uh, Besanaga is like 10 minutes away from Gandhinaga. So I spent oh. so much of my life right by the beach. So now living in Georgia is, is so hard because yeah. not Georgia as a whole, but like being in Atlanta and so inland is driving me nuts. I'm like, I need a large body of water. So <laughs> move to Florida. <laughs> and he, I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Solana, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we're so excited to ask you a bunch of questions because so I personally myself um work as a writer, director, producer, anything behind the camera because I can't, I can't do anything in front of it. I leave that to the professionals like Brahmika. <laughs> yeah, we actually I interviewed, would... sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. We, we actually interviewed a couple of actors that were like in front of the camera. And I feel like this is the first time where we're interviewing someone behind the camera and that one, mm-hmm. like from Tollywood, I feel like it'd be a whole different, interesting take to mm-hmm. hear your experiences. Yeah, yeah. That's why this interview is going to be a little tough. I'm not usually <laughs> the one <laughs> being interviewed. So um, yeah, I'll do my best and um, I hope in some way, yeah, my experience is very India-based. Um, I, you know, I did, was I, you know, born and brought up here, but all my film experience for the most part has been in India. So I don't know if anyone is interested, they can, you know, hopefully they can find out some information from me. They can always reach out to me as well, personally on Facebook. Um, so so that was what really interesting is that, so for me, again, coming from Chennai I found it very hard to break into the Hollywood industry so it was mm-hmm. easier to move here because English is my first language and then and then start over so I was so fascinated when I read that you started here and then went to Dollywood how did that happen yeah that's funny that you say that because um I I had that same thought process but reverse I thought you know I had so I had majored in film at Georgia State University, um, also majored in finance because I have brown parents and you can't <laughs> you can always need a backup. Um, so uh, when I graduated, um, I kind of, you know, at that time, Atlanta was not the film hub that it's now, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. making Marvel movies. I think we had uh, one movie that we shot in Georgia that was famous, which was like green fried or fried green tomatoes or something. I don't know. I don't remember the name of it, but um, so I remember graduating and feeling like a little bit like, what am I going to be able to do with this um, degree? And I thought, okay, let me take a gap year and go to, back to Chennai where, you know, I lived for many years and um, we also have this ashram. So I would use it as kind of like a, you know, a vacation kind of to unwind and think about things before um, I make a decision on my career. Because, so yeah, I went, I lived in Chennai for maybe eight months and uh, trying to figure out, okay, should I go stick to finance or should I try to make that jump into film? And if I want to make that jump, how do I do it? And while I was there, um, I happened to go to Hyderabad where my, one of my best friend lives. And I was taking an Oracle SQL class. I don't know if you guys know SQL, but um, <laughs> it's the furthest away from uh, film that you can be. And I remember feeling so down and so sad. I'm like, is this, I don't know if I could 
do a career without any kind of creativity and involved in it. And I don't know, I don't know if I can stay away from film. And uh, my best friend, knowing that I was really sad, um, she was like, why don't you reach out to some film people and like, you know, while you're here in Hyderabad and just see. And by chance, my aunt, um, she lives in Kalamazoo, Michigan, where, which is where there's the university called East Michigan University is there. And um, there's, I don't know, do you know this actor named Nageshwarao Akinini? Or, yeah, so he's like the, he's like the Amitabh Bachchan of like um, Tollywood. And um, so his son, uh, Nagarjuna, who's also an actor, kind of like, again, like Abhishek Bachchan in a way, um, he uh, went to university at East Michigan University. So my aunt knew the, fam- knew the family briefly and she still had their contact info. And so I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know that I had this contact. I, had, I thought I had no connections at all to Tollywood. And so she gave me that number and um, I called Nageshwar up and he's like, you know, he's in his late 70s, I think at this point of time. So he's like very, very much retired from uh, film. I mean, his, his, they still do own a studio, which is, you know, thriving to this day. Um, so I called him up and he was like, yeah, come over and uh, we'll talk things out. And so I came over there and I think, you know, it, this is a long story <laughs> to get to the point to stop me anytime, but um, I was- No, uh, keep going, please. <laughs> <laughs> he he was like um, I don't know I think he thought I wanted to be an actress and he kind of was like you know you're too small to be an actress like you're skinny or whatever and you know you need to uh, I don't know it's not a good field to be in as a woman and I don't know how the conversation got out of hand but basically it was like kind of very much like I don't think it's a good idea for you to pursue film kind of was what I took away from it and like I broke down in tears and it was like was totally embarrassing um and I mean he was very very nice very sweet and I think he was just you know talking as somebody you know experiencing a different time in film also that's just much harder on women so um I left that dejected and feeling like, okay, once again, maybe I need to nail this, you know, this is the last nail in the coffin and I have to put film, you know, back on the back burner for a while. But then um, my, uh, my best friend, her boyfriend at the time, he was like, no, um, well, who do you, who would you like to, like, who would you like to work with if you had the chance to in Tollywood? And I need, I named um, Shaker Kamala who I don't know if you guys are familiar with him as a director, like, um, love very, him. I watched yeah. all his movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, same. And, you know, as a, yes. you know, ABCD, like my entrance into Tollywood actually kind of very much started with like uh, Anand and Happy Days. Mm-hmm. Um, also Aria, but you know, Anand. But, um, and uh, I was just amazed at his work in Geetanjali where he made, uh, I remember watching it and being like, wow, this is the first time I've seen a film where it starts, a, a Telugu film that starts in a woman narrator. And, um, you know, it's completely following the movie from her point of view. And um, I was just like that, I was amazed at that. And uh, that was 2007, I think, or six, uh, I don't know, 2005. And then I think I saw Happy Days in 2007. Um, anyways, yeah. And so I, I think even at 2007, I emailed him and, and when I was in college saying I wanted to intern with him. No response, nothing, which is expected. But um, 
so yeah, back to current at that time, current time after Nageshiro Akineni, um, my friend's boyfriend was like, okay, I'm gonna reach out to the co-director of um, Shirka Kamala and see if you can get a meeting with him. And I was like, okay. And she just messaged her, um, she's a woman and he just messaged her on um, Facebook and was like, oh, you know, I have a friend, she studied film, she's from the US. Um, she's interested in working with Shaker Garu. And um, the, the co-director was like, yeah, um, I've been wanting to talk to you. Uh, yeah, come by, here's the address, come by on this day. And we're like, why did she say, you know, she's been wanting to talk to you? And I was like, would she talk? Like, we were so confused. I was like, do you know her? And he's like, no, I don't know her. And we're like, okay, fine, whatever. And so we just ended up taking an auto and drove down there to the address. And it was, they were shooting Life is Beautiful. I think that was towards the end of the film. And, um, and luckily it was a very small crew on that day. And luckily I got to meet everybody. I, you know, I got to meet Shekagaru, of course, and then even Nagi, Nagashwin, who um, also was working for Life is Beautiful on that day. And um, just kind of gave him a brief background of my experience. And um, then we finally asked her like, so you thought, how do you guys know each other? And she's like, oh, I got confused. I thought he was an actor because my friend's boyfriend had the same name as another actor. Oh. So his name is Talha Ali Khan and the guy, there's an actor named Taha Ali Khan. So <laughs> just by sheer luck, she mistook him for an actor. So <laughs> That is a beautiful <laughs> luck. <laughs> yeah. And so, and that's where I, you know, I think it comes down. And I, once again, like that, they were, they were like, we don't have a position right now, but we, we may reach out to you in the future thought nothing would come from it but I was still really happy to like see a set you know and that was the first film set I had got to see like in person so I was still very happy um I ended up moving back to the U.S. and moving to San Francisco to work in a finance company as a customer service representative it was a, not the greatest job but, um it was just something um because I wasn't sure if I was ever going to get a call from them and nothing was set on stone. So it's like, I have to keep going on with my life. So I did this job. And then one month in into getting this job, I got a call from the co-director. And she's like, we're shooting the remake of Kahani in, in Telugu and Tamil. Are you interested? Would you be able to come down? And I was like, and I, I was like, I called up my sister and my mom and my dad. And at that, they were apprehensive because at that time, I don't know, it was, uh, you know, the Delhi, um, the Delhi rape cases were going on. And, you know, I think anyone sending their daughter alone to India would, could be worried about, you know, is it safe for women to be alone in India? Um, so uh, thankfully they let me go. Um, we don't have a family in Hyderabad and, um, and my parents are not even from Hyderabad. So it was definitely like a, and I can't speak Telugu. That's another <laughs> huge thing. I Wait, can't you can speak, or you can't? I can't, I can't. So what? I, wow. <laughs> So that's I didn't know that. So I, um, which is, you know, a huge handicap. I'm not going to lie, but I, I didn't tell that to them. I was like, yeah, I kind of, I, I mean, I kind of understood, um, but they didn't know how little Telugu I knew until I joined. <laughs> and by that time, you know, I, I had already proved that I was useful. Um, so they were okay with it. But um, 
yeah, so I think if anything, um, what I what comes from this story is that half of getting into the industry is definitely like 50% luck, you know, 50% luck and then 50% like what's on your resume or experience. So like, uh, cause I, you know, had a film major and I had a couple internships or had edited some videos that I could show to them. Um, and they were like willing to take me on. And then from there, like, you know, um, there's so many stories I could tell you. <laughs> I, I, I feel like so much of what, of how the sequence of events came about was also because it's, it's like they say, like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Mm-hmm. And you took such such a random path to get where you <laughs> wanted to be. And I feel like that's what this this whole industry is about because there's no one way to get in. And that yeah. was like, And the fact that you like you reached out, there's so many instances where people don't reach out because they're just like, no, I'll figure out my way. It's okay, I got it. But like you made the effort to reach out and you didn't know what the consequences would be, but you just made the effort because you really, really wanted to be in that set or like in that industry. I will say, I mean, you know, it had helped to have somebody that pushed you along the way. So like, you know, if if you have a couple people in your corner, it always helps. Film is so difficult definitely as a South Asian woman it's such an offbeat path that has no clear like goalposts along the way to figure out if you're doing things right so as long, if you have one even one person that like keeps pushing you it makes the world of a difference so what was that like for you what did when you first told your family you know I want to be a filmmaker or I want to study film what was their reaction like I mean, I, you know, I, I really honestly don't even know. I don't know how they, <laughs> how they were willing to allow me to go um, still to this day. Um, I think they knew that this would always be bothering me. And um, I had an older sister. I didn't have an older sister. It's great. If you, <laughs> they, um, and she was very supportive and she was very much like, if you don't go after this, you're going to always be wondering. And because of her and uh, I think my dad, he loves Telugu film. Um, he, although he thinks the industry is not the best industry for anyone to be in, um, he loves loves Indian cinema and Telugu cinema specifically. So in that sense, combi- combining both my sister's support and my dad's support, um, somehow it came, you know, to a, like an, okay, she can go. She can go and try this out kind of thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, and um, I think once I did a couple projects that, like, you know, people started to hear that I was, that, you know, had done well, like, Sida had done really, really well, and for people to know that my name was on screen for that, like, I think that, you know, put them at peace a little bit more, for sure. Like, coming with the safety, did you ever feel unsafe in the industry? Because that's one of the major concerns, right? Not feeling safe or not just going to a random country not knowing anyone how did mm-hmm. that feel like initially for you yeah um this is like such a tricky question to answer because you know my experience is not going to speak to everyone and I, I you know I come with, as a I come with a certain level of privilege because I'm an American Indian girl um versus just Indian and um you know I come from a wealthier background or I proceed from a wealthier background, you know, comparative to my other colleagues. Um, And, uh, you know, if you want to dive into deeper, like I also 
you know, I'm not, you know, I come from an upper caste also, you know, that stuff plays into everything in India, unfortunately, like, so like, if, you know, if I didn't have all those things, um, maybe I'd feel more unsafe, but because I had this, like, okay, she's an American girl, and she has this backing and safety of her parents and financial security, like, I think to some extent that plays into like, oh, we can't mess with her. But there are, yeah, I mean, it's the industry is, it, de it depends, you know, who you're interacting with. You have to be careful. It is not the safest, but it can be made safe if you are as care, like if you are consciously aware of what steps to take to keep yourself safe as a woman there. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that answers the question, right? It's a very loaded thing to talk about um, gender politics in Hollywood, I think, um, and the safety of women. Um, but yeah, so that's why like, if you are in, if anyone who's listening to this is interested in being part of Hollywood, um, I please contact me and I can go into more detail about like uh, what, you know, kind of what I, what made me feel safe and like how to maneuver things through things in India. Cause it's very, very different from here. That's for sure. So when you say it's very different from here, have you worked on like, commercial projects here or union mm -hmm. projects and what what was that like yeah no that's a good question I haven't worked on any union projects I've worked on a couple of freelance like small things like ads and stuff um I can say that um yeah, it's a difference of organization I think things go a lot smoother here and I think also being a woman here in is a lot in film is a lot easier as well mm -hmm. Um, so like, you know, you don't, people will listen to you. I think, I don't think it's necessarily a safety issue in India. That's so huge anymore. I think that's getting better. You know, I think women are able to maneuver the industry with not feeling at risk as much as they would maybe 10 years ago, but definitely the challenges that, um, are there could be like, people won't listen to you or mm -hmm. respect you as much uh, mm -hmm. because you're a woman. What's interesting is I found that that exactly what you just said, like people not listening to you or taking your opinion as seriously is something that I've come across even here. Really? Okay. Yes. Which, which was, which was really surprising and kind of disheartening because um, I've, I've worked on a couple of projects where the producers and executive producers have been women who've obviously got into that point because they're good at what they do, but there will be men in the room who will mention an idea that she has already mentioned and oh, only yeah. then it gets recognition or acceptance. Hmm. And I, I, it bothers me. And have, have you ever noticed that? Um, I mean, I, I think as a, I haven't noticed that specifically where I've suggested something and then someone else suggested it and then they're a man and someone listened to them because they're a man um, I've experienced like oh people not taking things taking things I say seriously because I'm a woman or it could also you know I I'm not gonna say like I think I look young too also like I think that can also play into it as well um, but yeah Cool. I would love to hear more about your experience. I could hear about like how, what it's like being a woman in in the U.S. as an AD and stuff, and or as a director and producer. It's it's been an interesting time. Again, um, 
maybe I, I you mentioned this earlier, but I just uh, graduated last year with my master's in film uh, from SCAD Atlanta. And thank you. Uh, yeah, so it's been really, it's been a really interesting time since then. I'm currently working as an office PA on a Stars and Lionsgate show that's shooting here. Um, I I love my production uh, heads. They are they're very. I'm, I I think I'm the only international person working there, but um, at least like in the office. Thank you, thank you. Um, but but it's very cool because they took a they took a huge chance um, in hiring me because as an international, there's there have been many hoops I've had to jump through in order to like be allowed to work on a union show. Mm-hmm as well as I don't have a car because mm-hmm. one, it's expensive. Um, two, getting a license. And now, especially with like my, my visa expiring and things like that, it's it's a nightmare. But they knew all of that. Oh, well, when I started, they did not know I had, I did not have a car uh, because I was like, let me get the job and then say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did, but again, like oh, you said, by sorry. then I had, I had proved myself. So they knew mm-hmm. that it was gonna be useful. So I have amazing colleagues who take on the burden uh, of like, you know, driving around and getting stuff since I can't, but I will take over the, the bulk of like the paperwork and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's, it's been a great balance and I've gotten to learn so much. And what especially makes me really excited is that my executive producer is a woman. The director mm. is, a, is a black woman. Uh, uh, yeah, yes. It is an insanely diverse cast and crew. And I, I I love how comfortable I am in that environment because I don't have this feeling of, oh, I'm kind of an outsider because maybe I don't think the same way you do. I don't I have I wasn't culturally raised the way mm-hmm. you were. So there's a lot of references I may not understand, but because everyone is from such different um backgrounds and cultures it just makes for a really interesting conversation anytime uh someone talks about their experiences and like you know I have something completely bizarre to relate to like I think um someone brought up just just something simple like traffic Mm -hmm. um and they're like oh traffic was really bad on the i-85 you're not bumper to bumper that's not traffic there's Mm -hmm. no cows in the road (laughs) 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 but 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 like the idea of there being cattle in the middle of like the highway was was so absurd but i have videos and now every time i go home i just like shoot little videos of normal day-to-day life but it's so Mm -hmm. fascinating for someone who's never been to the opposite side of the world that's so true and even like as an actor just having women like I've done a couple of print ads where there's like the male as a photographer and then the female as a photographer it's just a different vibe as an actor like there's nothing that they say or do but like I don't know what it is as an actor you just feel different energies where like I'm just more open that way Ooh, yeah I like this. I think it's pretty cool nice to know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I was yeah I was I never thought about how an actor might feel um, if they happen to have a woman or a male director, if it makes a difference. But that's- yeah, like as a person, it doesn't for me, but for some reason, the energies as an actor when I'm like need to be in the zone, it is just a different zone. Do you feel yeah. like that, that also has something to do with our like South Asian conditioning where like, you know, in front of men, you have to be like very demure or like very put together. Mm, maybe. Whereas- 
in front of you're more like comfortable with your female counterparts yeah I've never actually put a thought into that it was just came across as a conversation with my friends the other day and I was like oh that's so funny that we're talking about this right now too I never actually like dwelled into it as to why or how I'm just figuring out the, the energies as I'm going right I yeah. feel like one of the biggest things I've had to like learn to overcome is is being able to speak my mind Mm-hmm. And especially when I'm directing or I'm producing, I, in, in most scenarios, my uh, cinematographer has been a male or my editor has been male. And I've had to convince myself that as a director, this is my vision. My opinion matters. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. to be able to um, not, I don't want to say enforce because again, it is creative direction but I need to be able to be clear that mm. this is the path we're taking, even mm-hmm. if it means having a, having a tense conversation with someone. Um, it's, it's, it's just like learning not to hold back. Because right. you're used to being told, like, you know, it's okay, sweep it under that's the That's true. Mm, that's Actually, like, true. speaking of women as a director, I was a stand-in for, like, Indian Sweets and Spices, and Gita Malik was a director, and I thought it was so cool that she, like, had her kids on set one day, and she was, like, holding her kid and directing, and I was like, that's such a badass and cool, but in my head, I'm like, why is it badass and cool? Like, why can't this be normal? You mm-hmm. know, there's so many conflicts that you go through around your head, just, like, thinking about this or just seeing what's supposed to be normal yet yeah, it's different so I just want more of that to be normal and not think of it as like that's so cool and badass why is it badass she's doing her work and taking care of kids at the same time that's what every woman does on a daily basis anyway mm-hmm. so I just thought that was just really cool wow that's really cool I have to look her up Gita Malik my god oh she is amazing she was like my role model I like I was such an awkward little girl on set that time. Like I would just listen to her and just like observe as much as I can because I didn't go to film school. My whole background is like finance and stuff. So me just being on set and learning, I was just like, mm, I'm an awkward little girl. And then whenever she would come around me, I'd just be like, oh, oh, mm, mm. <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Nice. So, mean, so sorry. Um, what what made you move towards like being a first assistant director? Oh, I don't think anyone goes, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, Natasha, I think you know this, right? Like, I don't think anyone goes into this thinking, oh, I want to be a first AD. Like, you know, <laughs> they go into this field because they want to be a director. And um, the first AD job is great because, um, like, I mean, obviously you start off as an, I don't know the transition in the US as much, but in India, you start as an um, a, a, for a, like a assistant AD, then you go up to associate AD, and then you go to what's called a co-director. Um, and uh, you, you join the job so you can get connections and you can kind of see how things are done on the job, right? But you hope that you don't stay long enough that you get, you know, pat, you know, you, you settle into your paycheck and you don't end up pursuing your dreams. You hope you stay the right amount of time where you learn what you got to do, you get your contacts, and then you use all of that to make your own feature, whether mm-hmm. as like, you know, a director or, I don't know, an editor, whatever route you decide to take. Maybe, I think here even many people go from being an AD to eventually producing their own stuff as well. So, yeah, I, was, I mean, I... 
Uh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. How, I just wanted to know like how the day-to-day -day life was as an AD in India and see if that was similar or not to here, Natasha. Yeah. yeah, that's a good question. Um, So in India, what's interesting, what I think is the biggest difference is there we have, um, since labor is cheap in India, all these jobs that I think and like a PA might have to do, like run coffee or like run and get like food and all, all that's covered um, through like, uh, like um, what's the production? Like they provide people that do all these things. So you don't have to ever like get coffee. You rarely, like I think the most, you know, labor involved thing that you might have to do is like get copies or like maybe go shopping for whatever you need for like props or costumes. So I think that's what that does. Does that mean that it gets you closer um, to getting to interact with the director faster than I think you would in the US? I'm not sure, that would be my guess. I think Natasha, you might be able to kind of answer that a little bit more. And so um, that also means like you can, the like the roles are not so defined. So you can kind of like slip into anything that you'd want to do. Like mm -hmm. with specifically with Chigarro, like um, we got to get in involved in the script writing process. You know, like yeah. I got to write the first scene of Anamika, like write what I wanted and like he ended that up shooting. That is phenomenal. Or like I got to, I got to, you know, edit the, you know, theatrical trailer that, you know, I can say like, oh, it aired in like, you know, 40 plus theaters or whatever. I mean, so like, I don't know if you get the same kind of availabilities in that sense in the US, um, but, and uh, so like the day-to-day -day is also, I think very, might be a little bit different because you wouldn't have to be doing like, you know, craft services or you know, any kind of errand stuff. I have for uh, an AD, you have to break down the script, which I think is the same here. You have to, you know, read through the script, break down in terms of props, costumes, um yeah actors what else what else equipment possibly weather conditions etc and break that all down and then um kind of and as the first 80 you work and you take all that information and create a schedule out of it and you give out the schedule to the different departments and make sure that they have everything planned out um and how it works in the US, in India is that like each AD, like starting off AD, like assistant AD is designated a certain department. So like this AD handles the prop, is like handles the communication between the director and the props department. This AD handles the communication between the director and the costumes department. So like, that's how they designate it kind of, at least, you know, what I've seen, I don't know, it may be different. It's like the wild, wild west in India. Like, you know, like, they're just like, let's get this, like, you know, you know, movies are done at a much quicker pace and, you know, have so many different factors. And I think each team does things differently. Each production does things differently, specifically in Tollywood. So, um, but um, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> well, that absolutely does. That's, that's really cool. That was um, something I was talking to Brumika about right before um, you joined us was, so I'm currently working on producing an indie feature. This mm -hmm. will be my very first. And I started like, you know, breaking down the schedule and things like that. And mm -hmm. it is a nightmare because yeah. uh, just like keeping in mind actors availability, weather mm -hmm. conditions, mm -hmm. um, availability of locations and equipment, yep. crew. Mm -hmm. 
I I I am I have so much more respect. I always I always respected eighties very much because that's that's not a task that I would take mm-hmm. on take lightly. Um, but trying to schedule something that's 80, 90 minutes long or more is it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a feat. <laughs> it really is. Um, and I and I wanted to know like what that entailed, especially having to do that in India where every like you said it's the wild wild west everything is like <laughs> so up in the air there's there's times that you're gonna be like um just guerrilla shooting possibly yeah. and absolutely yeah, yeah. so it's, <laughs> it's like how do you deal with things on the fly like weather conditions yep mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. crowd control oh Good. my gosh yeah in india it's insane. <laughs> yeah absolutely um yeah, Fida was that's the um, Fida was a challenge for sure like this because we shot part of the film in India and then had to shoot a part of film in, in the U.S. and Austin, Texas, and um, you can tell like the way we work in India is like there's so much flexibility. Like you, as a person, you have to be very flexible because things can change at any moment in time. Whereas in the US, everything needs to be scheduled out to, to the T, yeah. you know? And if it's not, it like everything comes crashing down, you know? <laughs> like, and so um, that's just, they're just very two different working styles and it's very hard to like, um, I, I almost feel like doing it the US way is, although it's easier and like easier in the sense, like you know how the plan is gonna go, um, it doesn't leave room for flexibility as much. I don't know. I haven't worked into any uh, U.S. films or U.S. Um, productions to really say too much about it. But like, I would say like with your knowledge, Natasha, like where you are at, at right now, you can go to India and shoot a film and you'd be fine. I'm like, you'd, I'm serious. Like I'm, you'd be able to get financiers. You'd be able to get crew. Like everything is uh, for some reason, like, you don't have as much red tape, right? So you, and then that sense. That, that is true. That's true. Because that's another thing I was, I wanted to ask you about is here we have the unions and uh, a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of how and why things are so like scheduled to a T is because mm-hmm. if you go 30 minutes over the first six hours before you break for a meal, you mm-hmm. incur a mean, meal penalties. You mm-hmm. have the union start coming down on you if you go beyond um, mm-hmm. like over 12 hours and things like that. How does that work in India? Yeah, we have the, we do have unions too as well that works the same. Um, um, yeah, I mean, those things are still there. Uh, there can be negotiation, you know, with the crew being like, oh, you know, we're going to shoot for another six hours. Can you, or like, we're going to shoot for another shift. Can you just charge us for a half shift, shift kind of thing? Um, there is that. Um, I don't know if that's where uh, the flexibility comes from. It's more like location permissions, for instance. Like, I think here you have to like get so much paperwork to get a location. There, it's like you just call somebody that knows somebody, and then you get your location. You just pay them. You know, it's just like different. Like I think, yeah, I think mainly in locations, um, permission, like anything that requires permission, takes so much longer in the U.S. than in India. 
like for instance when he came for fit that we're like oh we're just gonna shoot here and they're like no you can't you need to like you need to get the permit and it's gonna take like a week and a half and we're like well we're gonna just shoot here because we don't have time i need to get this done so like things like like Did you gorilla then, shoot that part huh what? Did you gorilla shoot that part then in austin parts it, yeah parts of it um and i can say it's not just our team like i know for um I've heard Nainokarin, which is like a much bigger budgeted film, and they shot in, in the UK. They had the same similar situation where they would be like, oh, we want to shoot here. We see the statue. We like that. And like the locations manager would be like, oh, no, we don't have permission. Mm-hmm. You didn't, you didn't tell me this beforehand. And they were like, well, we're doing it. And so we wow. That's like, a, you know, a many core, you know, budgeted film. And so has that, has that ever been a problem? Like after the film has come out, and then possibly like, you know, that the, the location film commission has seen parts of uh, stuff that was shot that shouldn't have been. Have you ever faced any retribution no. from that? No, I mean, no. I mean, come on, this is also like, we do, you know, we take full scripts and remake them into, and don't get penalized for like stealing those scripts, you know, like as an industry. Um, mm-hmm. Granted that is getting better, you know, people are getting, um, more penalized for copyright infringement more and more but like no I don't think in terms of shooting locations and getting in trouble for that no um I can tell you like uh, even as a line like how line producers work here for foreign films it, you, there's a lot of like um paying using money to kind of get things going also that underhand secretly like I can't even yeah. you know. I I, th- I feel like that that's how it works in India is like it's it's definitely easier because you can do that yeah um, and I think I was telling someone else this the other day that um, a lot a lot of like getting stuff done in at least for me in, in Chennai is like well I don't say me like specifically me but it's it's like are you familiar with Tamu? yeah a little bit yeah. great um, so it's like basically when you when you get pulled over and you're like in it up by your it's basically what it is yeah 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 exactly yeah and it, it, that has its bad sides and good sides you know I think that also keeps certain people in and out of the industry you know as you I think you know yes Okay. Yeah, it's just so cool to like hear you guys talk because you're like behind the camera and just two women from like different industries. Just the experiences is just really cool for me. And then <laughs> my head like spun around and I was like, as an actor, like in India. So here, like we know we're only supposed to shoot for 12 hours. We get break at this and this time. Like we know the schedule way ahead in advance. So like as an actor in India, mm-hmm. like I'm just curious, how does that work for them? They, I mean, everyone has shifts. That's always taken and accounted to, accounted for. Um, but uh, as an actor, you know, I, that is an even harder route. Like, you know, I think to try to be an actor in film in India is much harder route than trying to be a director, producer. Um, you know, first of, there's so much I could say about this. Um, like, so, but yeah, I mean your hour your like scheduled hours are like kind of the least of your worries as an actor there it's like making sure you even get paid for your project <laughs> it's like you oh, know wow. yeah it's making sure that i mean so many projects also because there's so much competition to become an actor many people work for free starting off um i, I don't know if that's the case here as well 
um, rates are not standardized also. They're like vaguely standardized, like, and, um, you know, there's a difference. And if we're talking like hero and hero roles, like the, you know, main character, main female and male character, like that, there's no standardization at all, like at all. Mm -hmm. Like maybe for your character artist or your date, like that come on a day-to-day basis, they'll have set rates and you kind of hear like, okay, comedians on an average, they get paid this much or whatever. But like mm-hmm. a heroine, like, you know, maybe their first project, they only, they don't get paid at all. Maybe, and or maybe their second, and then from the second project onwards, they like raise their rates according to what they see their competitors do or whatever. But that it's yeah, interesting. It's very, very different. And I mean, I think um, Tollywood um, has a huge issue with um, having actors that are trained in acting also. That's another thing. And respect. And like having filmmakers that respect the fact that they have experience acting, they have like experience um, studied, like they had studied acting, mm-hmm. whatever. That's like a whole nother, whole nother issue for sure. But yeah, I mean, any any specific questions you had as an actor about like in India, I can. I know I was just curious about the schedule and knowing that like you were an ex-manager with Mana I was just wondering yeah. how like that was was that hectic for you because I know in India everything like you said is very spontaneous yeah so did you have to like change things around every oh, second yeah yeah I mean l- luckily Rana wasn't shooting so much when I was working with him I um and that's different like he's an established actor and he's also working and mo- most of what he was shooting was in Bollywood at the time where things are more standardized and they're trying to be more like Hollywood. Um, Tollywood and I, you know, maybe even Hollywood, um, maybe, you know, they have a different way of working than Hollywood for sure. So yeah, there, with him, it, um, there is like a set schedule of sorts. Um, things always change though, for sure. Even mm-hmm. so, yeah, it was, um, being his manager was uh, challenging because of how, not just because he's an actor, but because he's many things. And, you know, he's a studio owner, he's a business business owner. So um, how did that happen? How did you come to be Rana Lagabati's man? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. That's something I don't fully understand either. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I, after FIDA, I kind of, I worked for like a small um, video production company for some time because I was trying to figure out my own script and what I wanted to do moving forward. And then I got to the point where I was like, okay, I need to start making money because we haven't made money in a long time. Um, so like the video production company was, we did a couple of things, but we were doing them for like free. Cause it was like one of the things we did was a demo film for um, the other, other one of the producers in the company. Um, so when that took up a lot of our time and that was all for free because we were all helping each other out. So I, I, you know, after that, I was like, okay, I think I need to do something that gives me some money. So (laughs) I, um, I wanted to do casting because that's working on Shaker Kamala's films. Um, I think the number one thing that you learn is how to cast uniquely. Um, Mm -hmm. his casting process, I don't think I've seen anywhere else, like, um, in between his two films, An- Anamika and Fida, um, we were going to do Happy Days in Hindi. We were going to do remake oh, in wow. Hindi. And we had, and that, as you know, Happy Days has like a cast of like seven or uh, six, I don't remember, people, uh, girls and guys, young people. And they're all supposed to be like 
ideally newcomers to the industry mm-hmm. um, or fresh faces as they call them in India. So um, finding those kids were really, really hard. And they went to Mukesh Chabra, who's like the top casting agent in Bollywood. Then they went to um, Vicky Sidana, which is the second top most casting agent in Bollywood. And we, we, had, we didn't get that much closer to our cast. So then we as AD stepped in and did a full like stalking process, I guess you would say, where we were like, I went through Facebook and like went through so many different, you know, profiles and or I don't even think Instagram was that popular at the time. So it was just going, you know, through Facebook and trying to find people. And we had come to, we'd almost got everyone except for the, the main girl, Madhu. And um, then, and then by that time, uh, Shigaru got approached to do Fida. He was like, okay, like maybe I should. He had the script for a while. I think he was going to do it with Mahesh Babu, but then, then we put that on the back burner for Happy Days Sunday, and then we came back to it with Varun Tej and Psychology. So Happy Days was again put on the back burner. But the point is, is that through that process, I learned how to cast uniquely, and it's like. In India, because there's at least at least in Hyderabad, because there's not too many like acting schools, um, it's really about finding somebody that may exactly match your character, and mm-hmm. you know has some interest in acting and seeing if you can tap into that. Um, and so that's so I from that process I realized I really loved casting, and um, I, in fact I casted for my friend's demo film. Those two actors also I think. Um, uh, the heroine, she's got some acting deals after that short film, which I'm very happy about. And then, um, so when I went into Quan, um, which is a talent agency, it's quite huge in Bombay. They manage Deepika Padagon, for instance, um, some other people that I can't remember, but um, they're quite huge as a talent agency. And they open up an office under Rana, like Rana is the owner of it in Hyderabad. And so I went in there hoping to... Um, work in their casting department. And then they had an opening for Rana's manager um, by chance. And they were like, we need to fill that role. And they, I don't know how it happened, but basically I ended up being his manager. It's not necessarily something I was expecting. Um, And I didn't even know I was his manager until like three days into the job. And I was like, oh wait, okay. (laughs) I now realize that I was hired for this and not for casting. There's a little bit of a communication issue. Um, and I don't, I would, you know, it was, it was a challenge for sure. Cause I think it's very far from being creative. Um, it's involves somebody that's very organized and you know, I, I, I do feel that I somewhat organized, but it required another level of like, um, organization. Also, I think to be quite frank, I needed somebody that knew Hindi really well mm-hmm. and I did not know him. So, I mean, um, it was great working with him, um, and uh, yeah, so it all happened by chance. That's basically what I'm trying to say. I love your journey through the whole process right now. Everything like is like beautiful luck and like your like passion too. You actually auditioned me too, by the way, once. I did? My mind just like, yeah, my mind is connecting oh, all the dots right now. Like you auditioned me for FIDA for something. I forgot what it was, but I sent the tape oh, in. You did? Yeah, I don't know what I it got, was. Okay, I have to check <laughs> it and then like mine is like recollecting all the thoughts right now oh okay I I remember what role I was auditioning for and we ended up casting um 
uh, a white American girl for that role. Oh, like <laughs> Jesse, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The uh, I don't know if you was that her name? No. Yeah, Susie. Susie was her name. Or Susie or Jesse, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's a, yeah, she's a boyfriend of Baron in Austin, Texas. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So you you made, you said something really interesting earlier, uh, where you brought up the term the stalking process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, uh, How does that work? It's a, I'm a serial stalker. It's very bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think at so, some level we all do that. Yeah, talk <laughs> people. Okay, not just me. Cool. Oh man, I did. It's so bad. I would just sit on Facebook and I would be like, okay, you know, I got to the. So how I would try to find people that had studied studied acting and then look through their um, look through their whole friends list and try to find people that I think looked like they could fit into that character. Or if I was lucky, you know, they were a theater artist and they had a lot of theater photos and I would look through those theater photos and see who else was in there and then try to find a video. Um, that that would, th those are actually um, the best case scenarios. Otherwise I would go through like, um, you know, photo photographer photos of models that, you know, people that may have not had acting experience but may still like look the part and be, you know, whatever. And um, sometimes it went even creepier where you would just go into someone where I'm like, oh, they look nice. Let's just look into their profile. I don't even know if they're interested in acting, but let's see. Um, but yeah, and that's how uh, for like the current, for the actress that I casted for the demo film, I found her through a YouTube video that she posted of her, um, of a, some audition that she did. But I also had found her through when I was stalking Anupam Kara's acting school photos. <laughs> and so I had found her and I was like, oh, okay, good. So she does have acting experience and she had this video and she lives in Hyderabad. Okay. And so like, yeah, so that's one way I did it. But um, yeah. And so like, I do, yeah, still to this day, that's my process of like very much Instagram stalking. <laughs> now TikTok stalking. I reached out to Solutiona too because I was helping my friend doing the casting for his indie project and like mm -hmm. I could not find this girl whatsoever. I kept like Instagramming, Facebooking and then I was like trying to see like who's in this industry and then one of my friends went to Georgia Film School and then she like went to Georgia Film School and I was like yo can you reach out to her like yeah. see if she knows someone. <laughs> exactly yeah. It was insane. Yeah. I was stalking every single girl out there. <laughs> yeah it's so <laughs> creepy it's so yeah it's so so, but it, you know how like here we have um actors access breakdown that um express backstage mm -hmm. is there a casting website like that in india that people can make use of uh no um to be quite frank i don't i think there are ones that are trying to come about but i don't know how many people actually use them Mm -hmm. um still I think the process of Bombay is like there's casting calls and people just like show up there mm -hmm. um and they get like you know from there they get the call um do you think COVID changed that that's a good question I actually don't know I would be curious to find out I can try to find out and let you guys know what I've heard but yeah I, I would think that it did but you know India's bounced back from COVID much quicker than the U.S. Like, I, you know, film productions are already, I mean, film productions are going on here too, but um, 
like it's as if COVID doesn't exist in India. I think. Testing has slowed down and pretty much yeah. stopped. So everyone's like, okay, if testing's not happening, we're not hearing about cases, so we're all good. Yeah. <laughs> open up and I'm like, what is happening? It's yeah, it's- everyone's just chilling. <laughs> all the yeah. IG stories that I see, they're like hanging out, going to the bars. <laughs> I'm like, I am. <laughs> and yeah, here I'm, I'm seeing there. weddings, like full out weddings. Yes, yeah. yeah, I'm like, I have PTSD if I watch a movie and there's a crowd scene and no one's right. Oh my <laughs> God, I was the only one. <laughs> I was on set on Tuesday for the print and I was freaking out I was like please don't come close to me please don't come close to me oh even though they did like testing and everything oh they did te- so yeah at least they have a process here I don't know I think they're doing that in India too they're trying to it depends on production but yeah here it's like testing three times a week and then really? yeah wow. so like I'm I'm not I don't even work on set directly mm. but I, I work in the office but I still get tested three times a week that's Just amazing. Incredible. Wow. Wow. If only the whole of the state of Georgia was done like this. Then, <laughs> right. <laughs> the amount of production that's happening here, I feel like half of Georgia <laughs> times a week anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, at least the whole of downtown Atlanta. <laughs> oh downtown Atlanta is, is a whole other story. Like, <laughs> this, like a couple of, I think this was like October or something. I was working on a show that was shooting um at the Westin mm-hmm. and I walked out that night and the the streets were like full of people going to the club no masks and I was whoa like, really what in a pandemic just just saying God. Yeah. Oh, I'm in the yeah. Super Bowl right now in Tampa people are just like there's a concert going on I mean Florida, I don't have high expectations for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. like literally, if you just put in like on Google search Florida man, that's yeah. all. There's like eight thousand random weird things that's happening. So yeah. I, I don't consider Florida in my research. USA. <laughs> it's, it's it's just that Florida and Texas have have a yeah. vibe of their own. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Oh gosh, but yeah, we're... what what's next for you, Solana? Oh my God, that's the number one question. I've taken a break from film. I, I you know, I'm currently, you know, doing marketing for an IT company, uh, which has been nice. It's steady work. Um, that's one thing as an AD. I think you must know the hours are really challenging, mm-hmm. and um, as a woman, I think there's something about, you know, you're you tend to be pushed out of jobs that don't have good hours because like eventually you'll like get married and have like kids and stuff and that kind of lifestyle doesn't fit um and as a result the pressure for women to stay in the industry like or to pressure in the um from from outsiders to women about who are in the industry is like get out you know get out you know you get to have five years of fun but then you have to like get out or whatever you're kind of seen as a liability at that point yeah or even yeah especially yeah so um anyways yeah what I was trying to say is like the hours really tough so I wanted a break from that for some time to kind of think about stuff and currently I'm you know I, I think many filmmakers are like oh I'm working on my script I'm in that stage where I'm working on that script who knows is that a 20-year <laughs> thing is yeah. that a five-year thing yeah. you know we'll see. 
I do um, I do a lot of casting um, remotely right now for a couple projects where they're like, oh, we need a girl or a guy um, or a comedian or whatever for um, for this uh, feature web series. Because right now in India, as you know, there's so many so much opportunity for web series mm-hmm. and so much um, opportunity even for any kind of OTT content. Like production is going going That's really true. fast and wide in India so that's a thing so yeah there's still uh, I'm still casting remotely if you are an actor or an actress and interested in being anything and you speak, <laughs> speak Telugu please 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 reach out to me right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes yes I will be I will be stalking your profile and sending it to other people to stalk you. <laughs> so kind of love the stalking game <laughs> <laughs> just but like there. Yeah. And like for like people that are afraid of lokya kahenge, what would you yeah. tell them? Like what advice would you just like be like, you know, just go for it. What would your take be on that? Oh god. Okay, so I would say there's actually <laughs> there's actually a time period in your youth like where I feel like it's 20 to 25 like right right after co- college where or maybe I don't know. There's there's like a 5 time five year time limit where you feel like you can do anything it's like that that youthful ignorance right and then that time you should do everything like you should do everything possible because after that time limit those people that are like telling you know those people that you ignored and you know were telling you how to live your life are all of a sudden going to be much louder like after you pass like 25 and up so like use your time wisely when you're young take up and if you're a direct if you want to be a director like being an AD is great be an AD for one two projects maximum but keep writing your own content with your friends keep making stuff with your friends keep cutting things because that's the fastest way you're going to learn only being first AD to learn how things are organized and like how um and to make connections that's it like don't stay in it too long because otherwise you'll just be there for the paycheck and you're like 35 and you're just there for the $60,000 paycheck as a first AD where, you know, you wanted to be a director by that time for your mm-hmm. first feature. So that's what I would say, like, you know, um, in it's, you know, it's easy to say like, oh, don't listen to those people, whatever. Um, but they do, they will affect you at a certain amount of time. And so that time period of five years will help you build confidence to be able to tell somebody, no, I know what I'm doing. I can do this. You know, so that's what I would say. Like, <laughs> I love it. Good advice. Yeah. <laughs> also keep, I think the biggest thing is keep people that have, I think Hassan Minaj has said this too, which is like keep people that have similar dreams around you so that you guys are hustling together. Yep. Facts. yep. I love that. Yes. So I'm so glad to connect to you guys. I can learn so much from you all. So. Please feel free to stay in touch. If you have projects going yeah. on, if you need a crew, please let me know. I, oh my gosh. I would love to work with you. And oh my God, yeah. I, I, I love to be on set. So like with anything you need help, let us know. We can, we can just make a sketch together too. Yeah, we got yeah. all the talent. We, yeah, we have yes. everything we need right here. I actually live with a household of filmmakers. My, my fiance wow. is an editor, director. Wow, okay. Are Haitian and Trinidadian. And they are also I love that. And uh, we, we have a crazy diverse 
team that I work with. Um, one of my writers is Puerto Rican. The other one is Korean American. Oh, wow. Ooh. So if you're ever looking for a diverse crew, you know where to find me. Do you like, yeah. do they make all the food for you too, Natasha? I just heard Caribbean, Korean. I do you know, like get to eat all this food? I can not live with them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Love it. Well, yeah, as soon as I get the vaccine, y'all will be the first place I go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to possibly work with you in the future and yeah. everything you've told us today has been so insightful mm -hmm. and I think it's hilarious that I was born and raised in Chennai and I'm like so what's happening in India and yeah I know and I was like wait a second what's going on in Atlanta like I have no idea <laughs> yeah I think yeah we should definitely connect we can go in more detail about kind of stuff absolutely so amazing if, if people want to connect with you and see what you've been up to what uh, is the best way to reach you or what are your social media handles that they can follow you on yeah, sure. Um, uh, you know, my if name is a mouthful. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, please reach out to me on Facebook. Um, my first and last name, S-U-L-O-C-H-A-N-A -A, and last name S-U-R-A-P-U. Um, my Instagram handle is S-U-C-H-I-P-U. Um, yeah, just reach out to me. Um, it may take me a while to respond, but definitely if you have any questions about Tollywood and how, how to enter it, I would love to share knowledge about my terrible experience well my mistakes I made so many mistakes along the way which I would not want someone to go gotta through. love the mistakes that you make though that's how you learn <laughs> yes yes I guess that's true but yeah so yeah I'm always ready to transfer whatever knowledge I have that's and ho also hopefully learn from them too because I'm still learning too I, I feel like film is, is a learning process. You're always learning. Things are always changing. Um, that's why it's so important to have a tight-knit community because you're going to see them more than you're going to see your family. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Thank you okay. so much again, Saloshna. It's been incredible to like talk to you and just get to know your journey. And the fact that like I find out we're related today. <laughs> I know, I know, it's amazing. World. <laughs> My mom is like, oh yeah, you don't know. I'm like, no, I don't know. <laughs> we definitely have to be because you're, you're, we're blood related now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. We won't keep you uh, much longer. Yeah. I hope you have a great rest of your week mm -hmm. and uh, looking forward to working with you soon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks, guys. Happy Thank weekend. Yeah. Happy weekend. Take care. Bye. Bye. That was incredible. I feel like that was so incredible for you because we interviewed actors and like casting directors, but like just to see you interact with someone behind the camera it was just really cool to like observe you both because I feel like literally it's like swapped where you like <laughs> you came from India and then she like grew up here and then she went there it was just really cool to just like listen to you both that was so fun like I have, <laughs> I feel like in our previous conversations I haven't had much to like you know m not much personal experiences to to like um connect with but having someone who's also worked behind the camera I was like oh I'm not the only crazy person <laughs> other people have this problem too cool 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 I love um, it that was really cool Slochina was amazing and I cannot wait to work with her I think the three of us can actually make something really cool let's um, do it
I know when like we were like oh we all live in Atlanta and the fact that like we were all South Asian women my mind was just like thinking the whole time you guys were talking (laughs) this is this is literally the whole point of of doing this is getting to know the community around us um that we normally wouldn't and I'm so excited for people to listen to this this is gonna be really yes and you look let me tell the viewers how excited Natasha looks she has like (laughs) a big smile her eyes are lip and she is like full of energy right now let me just tell the viewers that oh my gosh you guys this has been such a fantastic conversation um i hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have thank you again for tuning in this week and we're gonna be back with some more amazing guests so yes stay tuned in and we'll see you guys later or hear you guys soon yes bye bye